0: Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Awesome, good evening, everybody. Good to see you all here. And um, you probably recognize or notice these little booklets that we have here. There's a very good reason for our booklets. They'll to keep you off your phone. In the Bible, says about dividing the sheep and the goats. Well, this is. <laughs> so we got these beautiful pens here. They roll really well, and um, I think the the scripture that says, "My tongue is the pen of the ready writer." So as the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you get ready to write. You get ready to write what He's going to put on your heart tonight. And where are you going to write that? Not on your phone, but on here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you can write it in here. It's got the scriptures. It's got the titles. And it's got a little, a little bit of space for you to write what you believe that God is speaking to you about whatever we are talking about uh, throughout this whole month of February. I'm um, Looking at by design. So I encourage you, use this awesome pen and this awesome booklet. By design. All right. I'm going to be talking tonight about what the title was going to be, Embrace Your Grace Space. Embrace Your Grace Space. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for tonight. We thank you for your presence in this house, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that, uh, that you're going to speak to us, Lord, um, specifically in line of what you have for us as individuals and as a church family, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for that that space of grace that you've given us, Lord, that purpose, that lane that you've mapped out for us, Lord. Help us to walk in that lane, Father. Help us to serve you in in all the ways that you've called us to do so, Lord. We just pray, Lord, that our, our hearts will be open, our minds will be open to receive from you, Father. We thank you, we love you, Lord, and we give you all the honour, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. So our theme for the month is by design. And a lot of you have just been talking about phones. You have phones that have different features and different functions, and they operate by design. You could even, believe it or not, you could actually ring people up and talk to them on these phones. You have all these different features, including you can actually call somebody. But we are designed by God, the creator. And we see that God is our creator in Genesis when he created everything. And he said that it was good. And there are certain things that we have, we have been designed to do. That we are designed to, to love. We are designed to serve. We are designed for relationships. We are designed for others. And God has designed you and I for a specific task, a specific dream and a vision and a calling for each of us. Not only that, but he's also um, given us his ability, his graces, his gifting for us in order to help us to move along that journey which God has for us as a church and as individuals. The ultimate thing about phones is, um, well, not the ultimate, but, A great thing about phones, as you all know, is that they upgrade. You can get upgrades on your phones. And you can get upgrades on your cars. You can get different features and different functions, and it's called upgrade. But the the ultimate upgrade, talking about by design, is receiving the Holy Spirit. He's the ultimate upgrade that you will get... Filled with the functions and all the awesome features that he would give to us. Once we receive the download of the um, designer's image of the presence of the Holy Spirit, there's going to be so much things that God will unfold in your life. There are different functions and features and apps that come with the download of this ultimate ultimate upgrade. And that comes through the Holy Spirit. You receive Jesus, you get everything. You may not feel it at the time, but you've already got it. You've already got the ultimate upgrade already. Everything is already in the Holy Spirit within you. So we, we have that by design. There are some things that we do by accident. There are some things that we do by nature. There are some things that we do by experience, and there are some things that we do by His design. His design is for us to manifest His presence, to fulfill His plan, to run His race for our life. We're talking about by design this month. You have been designed with such a unique and an amazing um, upgrade by the Holy Spirit, so to speak. Speaking of upgrades um, and by design, when we were younger, going way back in the 70s, um, we got a new car. Well, we thought it was a new car. And uh, my brother's sitting here with his wife and family. And um, we, heard, we overheard the, the salesman talking to our dad. And all we heard was we're getting an automatic car. So, you know, we brought up watching programs like uh, Thunderbirds and things like that. We've got different gadgets and all that. So we're thinking automatic car, we're going to get automatic everything. Everything's going to be automatic. At that time, it was a movie called Grease came out. Anyone remember Grease? Remember the Grease lightning song? This car is automatic. This car is systematic. This car is ha dramatic <laughs> But we thought that this upgrade was, re- was all of that. It was Grease lightning. But actual fact, this upgrade of a car that we received actually became auto-static. <laughs> In a few weeks, it just literally ended up over a cliff. True story. People can confirm here, (laughs) that story. But we are gifted in grace by design. We're not by accident, we're not by anything else, but by design. We hear it a lot in church, we're not an accident, nothing like that. We are graced and saved by design, for design, the greatest designer of all time. So the title of my message is Embrace Your Grace Space. I don't know if you noticed, but if you came in the door tonight, you would have seen three laneways out there. And on each lane represents a lane for each of us. Paul talks about in his Bible that there's a, in the word, that there's a race for each of us to run. It implies that there's a lane for each of us to run. And you would have noticed out there that there's little gifts, there's gifts in the laneway. Because for each lane that God is calling you to run, whatever that is, the purpose, the calling on your life, He's also gonna grace you for the race. He's not just gonna put you in the race in the lane and say, run, without giving you his grace. What's his grace? It's his divine endowment of greatness, it's his ability in you. Paul writes that I when I speak, I speak with the as I speak as the oracles of God, I speak with the abilities that you have given me. Grace is God's ability In you to carry out what he has for you, and also last week I talked about, and I had a whole bunch of gifts that were here, a whole bunch of gifts. I had the gift of time, the gift of music, and I had a gift of a pen that was also in there. But those gifts we were talking about, about grace, because grace is a gift, and if it's a gift, then it's something that's offered to you, and if it's offered to you, it's something that we should receive. So we talked about the gift and the graces of um, in various forms. That God's grace comes in various forms, that there are facets and different aspects of God's grace. You know, um, the strengthening kind of grace, the grace that will strengthen you through a difficult time. His grace will empower you to get through. His grace is sufficient, is what he talked to Paul about. And there's the grace, the stewarding kind of grace. That's the serving kind of grace. You see all of us in the, the green team, that's the grace that we're operating out of, the grace. It's that grace that... When you, when you do something and it's like second nature, you do it effortlessly, like it's nothing. And other people look at look at you and go, how do you do that? I, I could never be able to do that. More than likely, there might be an element of God's grace there. It's something that God give, gives you to be able to steward and to serve in that place. Talked about last week about God's grace, his gifting. It's something given to us get through us that others will be blessed. So all the giftings, the talents that you have, it's not only for you. It's given to you to get through you that others will be blessed. Who are the others? Who are the others? The Bible says in John 3.16 that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish will have everlasting life. We are all whosoevers here. All the others are the whosoevers that are out there. That's who the others are. The Bible talks about that the, the earth will be filled with his glory. Yeah. Filled with his glory. What's that? The glory in a nutshell is the weight of the presence of God. And the weight of the presence of God is inside of you. We talked about the giftings. Haven't got to point one yet? <laughs> We talked about the giftings, and often I would say, when you have a lot of gifts all together, what do you call call that? We call that presence, isn't it? We call that presence. Presence are for people. It's God's presence. When you and I operate out of the grace of God, the abilities of God, what's happening? The presence of God is about to come. The presence of God. What do we give people? We can't give out what we don't have. We give out, out of the abundance of a heart, the mouth will speak. What's in you? Pastor Bruce is talking an awesome message next week about what's in your hand. What's in you? What's going to come from you? The graces, the gifts, all these boxes together of the presence that we offer the whosoevers. The whosoevers. So we are by design. Not resign, but by design. There's a big difference. When I was a kid... Um, uh, they used to ask you, What do you want to be when you grow up? And I would say, I want to be a policeman, I want to be a fireman, or I want to serve in the armed forces. And unfortunately, I didn't, you know, didn't get to do that. Um, had encounters with some of them, but. Uh, <laughs> well, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, is, that, is it like that? Is it? <laughs> past is the past. But um, now that I'm. I got saved, my heart, my heart is for discipleship. My heart is the local church. My heart is ministry. My heart is to see the earth filled with the glory of God. That's the presence. That's the weightiness of his presence inside people's lives. That's my my heart. So when I look back to my childhood and then I think, oh, I didn't become a policeman. I didn't become a fireman. I didn't serve in the army. I noticed that those three occupations are all about serving, saving, and protecting. You know what? That's ministry. That's what we do. We don't save people. We create opportunities for people to be saved by the one saver who can only save, and we protect, you know? And it's kind of a, when you look back at your childhood, and it's all, almost like God has given hints of his grace of his giftings in your life that one day will unfold to be what, what he's really intended for us to be. So if you've had a desire to write, if you've had a desire to, to dance, to sing, to do business, to be a gatherer of people, there's a hint in there, I believe, that God is, um, is leading you to do something. Right. Ephesians 3.7 says, This is Paul. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace. given me through the working of his power. Paul became a servant of the gospel by the gift of God's grace. Every person here that's saved and born again, you have become a servant of the gospel by the gift of God's grace. But it's not only given to you. It's given for you th- to get through you that others will be blessed. So again, what is grace? It's God's abilities. It's his unmerited favour. It's his strength. It's his ability in you to get through you that the whosoever's can come to know Christ, that the earth can be filled with his glory. How? By well, by people receiving the Holy Spirit and recognising and walking in his Presence. What presence? The gifts that we give. We give people presence, His presence, the giftings and the grace. So, number one, (laughs) number one is you are graced for your race. You are graced for your race. And this is probably not what you may be thinking, but you are graced for your race. You are grace for your race. I just read before, for God so loved the world, that whosoever, that's everybody, you know. You are grace for your race. You are gifted for others. Who's others? Who's your race? It's the human race. You are grace for the human race. You are graced and gifted for every single heartbeat across every generation on this earth. The sole reason that Jesus came was to seek and save the lost, to destroy the works of the enemy. He came to give life abundantly and life to the fool. And that's me, because the Bible says that the fool says there is no God. That was me. He came to give life life abundantly. That's a play on words if you missed that. Life to the fool. He came to give abundant life salvation to the fool. The Bible says that the fool says in their heart that there is no God. Jesus came to give life to that person. That was all of us at one stage. We were the whosoever's. But praise God by somebody that was graced by the grace of God, who's a minister of the gospel. And however which way you got saved, you received that gift of grace. And now we owe the world the love of God to actually go and tell people and show people The love of God. You are graced for your race. What's your race? It's the plan and the purpose that God has for you. Hebrews 12, 1 and 3. Hebrews 12, 1 and 3 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles Along our race, there are certain things that will cause us to, um, to trip over or to fall out of line. Not only is there sin, but there's also other things, maybe distractions and maybe being overloaded on work or whatever it is. But it's making the distinction there between um, things that hinder and sin. And let us run with perseverance the race. We're talking about the race. Let us run with perseverance the race Marked for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of Christ. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Wanting his shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition. There's going to be opposition on your race, if you haven't noticed already. There's going to be opposition. There's going to be things that will hinder you. There's gonna be things that will block you, things that will try and, and cause you to slow down. The Bible says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. getting sideline instructions. <laughs> the good thing the Holy Spirit is like that. He comes alongside like a coach. And you know, just like Leanne is doing to me. Mike editing. <laughs> You are grace for your space. There may be, there's one lane out there. You might have noticed the third lane has a, um, a pole in the middle. That pole was put there on purpose <laughs> for the lane. Why? Because there's going to be opposition in our life. There's going to be opposition. Jesus talks about in the Bible that, you know, we're going to have trials. You know, the Bible says that it rains both on the righteous and the unrighteous, that uh, good things and bad things happen to, to believers. Did you know that? (laughs) There's a reason we have prayer requests. Good things and bad things. It rains on both the righteous and the unrighteous. Yet, he's given us giftings and grace to be strengthened to get us through those moments. Jesus endured the cross. He endured such opposition from sinners. There's going to be opposition, but we endure it. We run with perseverance. We don't leave perseverance home. We pick up perseverance and say, I'm going to pick you up. I'm going for a run. You better come with me. We need to run with perseverance to help us get over the obstacles. If there were no obstacles, then we would have already arrived. And we haven't already arrived because we're still praying. <laughs> we arrive when we get home, when we get home to glory. But we've got work to do. We've got a race to run. We've got a lane to, to be um, running in and... Reaching people. What people? The what? Whosoever's Those people. What race? The human race. That's everyone. Everybody. Ephesians 4, 11 and 13. Talking about you are graced for your race. Meaning that you are equipped already. You already have that that upgrade already. You already have it. We just got to activate it by faith. Hebrews, oh not Hebrews. Ephesians 4, 11 and 13. So Christ Himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip His people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity, not uniformity, but unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness. Of Christ, God wants us to grow. Uh, we are by design. We are called also to grow, and as you can see here, I have some some plants. <laughs> so this point I want to make here: Christ may be built, that Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. God's designed us to grow principle of the kingdom of God is seed, time, and harvest. And the danger of not growing, the danger of not being positioned in the place where you're going to receive the right nutrition, which is the word, in order to manifest the right fruition, the danger of not growing is, is that we can become like this plant here. The plant has great potential, but obviously the plant hasn't been fed we got water on standby, but it's not in there. Hasn't been fed, and but there's hope for this guy. There's hope for this plant. This plant just has to be. Oh, <laughs> maybe not. But if we just reach out your hands and <laughs> just Father God, just <laughs> let be washed with the water of the Word that He can bring increase. <laughs> but you know, if we there's a danger of not feeding and growing and maturing. We can, you know, we can get old but never grow up. We want to grow and mature. Mature is different than age. It's becoming who you are in Christ, running the race. Um, This one here, there's a danger of not feeding. We could either be dry or we can either be... This one looks like a plant. This one's like... Oh. (laughs) Where did that come from? (laughs) I'll vacuum that up, Leo. (laughs) Leo. Yeah, because I'm a servant. Because I love serving at Metro Church, so I'm going to vacuum. <laughs> so this plant here is plastic. It looks like a Christian. Oh, ho, ho. ouch! Yeah, God was talking to me about a few things. <laughs> it looks like a Christian. It can smell like a Christian if you spray something on it. It appears to be a Christian. Barbara says that you know. Um, <laughs> Yep. It has a form of godliness but lack, lacking its power it's um, performance based this plant it's performance based, it's part time it's COD Christian on display <laughs> 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 we don't want that though we want cash on delivery you know. <laughs> but there's a danger in not maturing and not growing and not investing time in getting the word in to get the world out to get his word from here down into our spirit, that can come out through our hands, that people can see the light of God in you. You know, maybe show may the light of God what is Matthew 5, 16, shine the light before men so that they can see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. That's, that's what happens is when you're at work and you do something that's Christian, that's kingdom culture, people can't help but say, That person must be a Christian. Let's give people something to look at. But not just to be displayed. Let's let's feed our spirit. Let's feed our mind. Renew our mind to the promises of God's word. Renew our thinking to God's word. When we do that, this is not this is still growing this one. But this fruit here is probably the best out of these 3. It's got support as well. It's got a few leaves that have been eaten. Been through the battles, but it's got support. It's got a bit of wood there holding it up. This fruit is called passion fruit. So if there's any fruit that you're going to display, be passionate about it. Be passionate about the cause of of the gospel. Be passionate about your lane. Be passionate. Grow some passion fruit. Feed your plants. Feed your spirit so that you may grow thereby. 1 Corinthians 9.24 Do you not know that in a race, a running race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Paul doesn't say run against one another, that we don't compete against one another. We don't compare one another. We don't compare our, our, our giftings to one another. We don't do that but we run as to win the race. I know there's maybe some people here that have run marathon runs before. I've um, watched a few for, <laughs> <laughs> for about the first 10 minutes. <laughs> um, but there's kind of like a hundreds, hundreds of people that sign up for a marathon run. And I'm sure that not every one of them has signed up to win the race. I think some of them might sign up, I'm just going to get the t-shirt, you know, I'm just going to run maybe 10, 10 miles, 10 kilometres, and then I'm going to opt out. Or there may be another group that say, you know what, I'm just going to at least finish the race. And there may be a real small percentage that are going to say, you know what, I'm going to win that race. I'm going to win that race. And Paul talks about that. Let's run our race, let's pursue the call of God that's on your life, the dream that he's placed in your life with all of your heart as to win the prize. Not to compete, not to compare, but as to win, as to win the prize. He also talks about that people run in the marathon or run in a race to, to gain a perishable prize or a perishable crown. They discipline their bodies and do all funny things like that, to win a prize that's tangible, that's perishable. The Bible says that physical exercise is okay, but <laughs> I forgot that scripture. And But we're called to run the race, to pursue um, everything that God has for you and I to run. Discipline. Not only discipline in this, in the, as a as an athlete, but discipline in our spiritual walk as well. You know, take time to um, make commitments or recommitment to committing to time in the Word, time in prayer, time on your face before God, time in His presence, time investing in your spiritual growth. Let's continue to take responsibility for our spiritual growth. Why? Because there's the whosoever's out there that... Are waiting for you and I to get out there and shine the light. Philippians 3:12 and 14. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on and take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me, brothers and sisters. I do not consider myself yet, to, yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do: forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward. Just want to encourage everyone here to press on to win the prize. Press on to see people uh, come to know Christ. Press on to sow seed for people to come to know Christ. Paul says, but one thing I do. One thing I do. And I want to encourage you tonight, if you." If there's anything you get tonight, get this. What's the one thing that you're going to do? What's just the one thing that you're going to do to keep you on track? What's the one thing you're going to stop doing? And what's the one thing you're going to do? Paul said his one thing was to forget what was behind and to go forward, straining toward what God has promised for him. What's the one thing? What's the one thing that you know in your heart that God's going to ask you about? What's that one thing? What's that one thing that God has put on your heart to do that he's going to ask you? What is that one thing? Whatever that is, run hard. Run as to win the race. Run with passion fruit. Run. Run your race as to win the race. Amen? Yep. 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8. 2 Timothy 4, 7 to 8. This is Paul again. I have fought the good fight. Difference between I have fought the good fight and I have thought the good fight. He goes, I have fought the good fight. He's done it, not just thought about it. He's done it. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all those at Metro Church who have loved his appearing. There's a race that we are called to run and there's a fight we are called to fight and it's the fight of faith. So number one, you are graced for your race. You did like, like the um, outside in the laneways there are giftings in your laneway. It's not just an empty laneway, it's full of giftings. Full of giftings. Number two is take ownership of your grace space. Take ownership of it. 1 Timothy 2 and 7 says, And I have been chosen as a preacher and apostle to teach the Gentiles this message about faith and truth. I'm not exaggerating, just telling the truth. That's Paul. Paul knew who he was in Christ. Paul understood the grace of God, the pardon of God that he received from God. He knew who he was. In the majority of his books, his letters that he wrote to, to the churches, it all begins with Paul the Apostle, or Paul, I, Paul, the servant of God. He knew who he was. He took ownership of his grace space. His grace space was to be an apostle, to plant churches, to encourage churches, to discipline churches, to guide the churches of Galatia, Ephesians, Corinthians, Philippi and Roman and and all those churches. He wrote 13 books out of the New Testament. He was graced to write. He was graced to preach. He was graced to teach. He understood the grace lane. He understood the race which he was called to to run. And he understood that what was given to him was not only for him but was to get through him that others will be blessed. And we sit here in 2020 being blessed by his grace. Well, God's grace through him. What's the extent of the grace of God on our lives? If we don't, they won't. If we don't, they won't. There's a grace on your life. There's a race for your life. And there's a race to win. There's a race to win, which is the human race. And there's a race to run, which is your calling and your purpose. And the vision and the dream and the calling that God has for you. He didn't light us up to hide us under a bush, and he didn't just save us for eternity, otherwise we'd already be there. He also saved us for service, for kingdom service. Take ownership of your grace space. Um, Jeremiah 1.5. These scriptures, a couple of scriptures here, talk about um, how God speaking to people before they even knew that what they were going to become. God already speaking maybe to some of us here about what he sees you to be before you even become that. For example, in Jeremiah one five, it says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as a prophet to the nations. David writes in Psalms one thirty nine and 13, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. God talks to Gideon and calls him a mighty man of valor before that even came about to be. He talks to Abraham and says, you're going to be the father of nations. He can talk to you right now and tell you what he's calling you to do. You know, your calling and the grace on your life, you know, your purpose precedes your arrival the call of God precedes your arrival before you even arrived here before we were even in our mother's womb the purpose and the plan of God was already was already there remember God's operates in a different time realm we operate within a realm of there's a beginning and an end God operates outside of that realm from everlasting to everlasting thou art God he's eternal It's almost like he can see the end before the beginning, and that's what he's saying in these in these passages: that I knew you before you in your mother's womb, that he can see the calling. And sometimes, when we're a kid, maybe the calling's over here. And when we're a little kid, you know what? I like to help the teacher. You know what? I like to do this. I like to give money. I like to do this. There's hints of the grace of God, and it's like God has gone to the end of time because He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. And it's like he can take your purpose, your calling, the thing that you're graced to run, and he can take it all in time, put it all into a seed, so to speak, and then just put it into your heart. In other words, it's like he, I heard in a movie that he plays it out for us, he lays it out for us to play it out. In other words, the callings and the graces of God, the purposes of God and the giftings of God are irrevocable. They are without change. They are without change. So if we we don't, they won't. There's a weight on us to reach this world. And there's a grace on us to empower us to do so. You are graced for your race. Take ownership for that grace space. Take ownership. Own it. Own it. It's yours. It's given to you to get through you. That the whosoever's out there will be blessed in Jesus' name. Take ownership. Jesus knew who he was. I won't read the whole passage, but he talks about a a messianic prophecy, talks about a a piece of scripture that was written hundreds of years before he arrived, just like all of us. His purpose preceded his arrival. And it says here in Luke 4, I read from 18, the spirit, this is Jesus talking, he's, he's at a gathering before the religious leaders and then they opened the scroll. And the scroll is given to him. And then Jesus reads this out. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who who were in the synagogue were fixed on him, and he began to say to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And I can tell you now, a lot of people wouldn't have accepted that. Here's Jesus, hundreds and hundreds of years later, reading, reciting a passage from scripture from the Old Testament, and saying, By the way, guys, what I just read, and that's me. Jesus took ownership of his grace space. He knew. Who he was and why he came to do, what what he came to do. And his cousin John was the same. There's a passage about John the Baptist. There's one in the crying in the wilderness. John the Baptist also says, you know what? That's me. That's me. It must be a family thing, because they were cousins. <laughs> you know what? It is a family thing. It is a family thing. <laughs> we're the same family. Take ownership of your grey space. Don't compare the lanes. Remember walking to the shops with your cousins. Cousins again. Got a lot of cousins coming over this week, so. <laughs> Remember walking to the shop with your cousins and you're all walking in a bunch, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get, a, you get to the block and you got enough money to get some chocolate fish or something. And then all of a sudden, there's no on your marks, get, set, go. And it's just, all of a sudden, it's just, and then... Everyone just starts running at one at one place at one time. Anyone do that here? Or? <laughs> no, no. You are orderly and walk together. No, we just ran. It was like we were running all squashed in one one lane. It was like four people in one lane or getting squashed. But we're designed. That was a, <laughs> Wasn't a good analogy. But we were we are designed not to have four people in our lanes because if we got more than one person in a lane, they can that can bring about competition. And there's no competition in the kingdom. If there's anything we're competing against, it's time. It's time. If there's anything we're competing against, it's time. We've got to run our race. We've got to pick up the gift of grace. And we've got to do it within the time that, until we get home. People to reach. Stay in your lanes. The same spirit. That's why, yeah, Paul talks about the giftings of the Holy Spirit. Um, all the giftings of the Holy Spirit, the many giftings, and we, get, we can learn about that at EFM. So many different giftings, yet it's the same Spirit. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the same Spirit when God said, let there be, the same Spirit when you said yes to Jesus is inside of you. It's the same Spirit. That's why we, we can't compare. Why, do we, why can we compare? Why should we compare with each other when it's the same Spirit, the same Spirit inside of us? So number one is you are grace for your race. Number two, take ownership. Take ownership of who you are in Christ. Know who you are in Christ. Otherwise, the world will tell you who you are. Know who you are in Christ. Take ownership. Take ownership of it. Take ownership. Number three is stay the course. Stay the course. We're talking about a race. We're talking about running. We're talking about a course, of course. Psalms 119, verse 1 to 3 says, You're blessed when you stay on course. When you stay on course, we stay away from these two plants. When we stay on course, we become fruitful. When we don't stay on course, we can dry up or we can just be plastic. When we stay on course, we can become fruitful and bear much fruit. You're blessed when you stay on course, walking steadily on the road revealed by God. You're blessed when you follow his directions, doing your best to find him. That's right, you don't go off on your own, you walk straight along the road that he's set. The Holy Spirit is our guide through the course of our race. The Holy Spirit is the one who leads us and guides us into all truth. Uh, When I was young, it's a quick story. My brother's here. Me and my brother, my sister was young. We're coming home from uh, our cousin's house. And late at night, we enter into our little town called Bluff. And if we, turn, if we turn right and go up the hill, it means we're going home. But if we carry on going straight, it means we're getting fish and chips. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to this intersection and me and my brother going. oh. If we hear an indicator, oh. But we hear no indicator, so we're going straight. Me and my brother, yeah, we're getting fish and chips. We're getting fish and chips. <laughs> we're going down the street and fishing chips, but there's another intersection. The fishing chip shop is on the right, and on the left, it goes to the wharf. See, my dad was a wharfie, real hard worker. <laughs> no, he was, he was a wharfie. And to go to the wharf, he had to go and check his roster whether to see how had a shift that week. And so he gets to, we get to the intersection, and we're really hoping, please go straight, Dad, please go straight. And then we hear that indicator, tick, 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 and it's really loud for some reason. Turn left, and we're going to check the roster. Me and my brother are going from, yeah, 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 to, oh, what a bummer, what a bummer. We checked the roster, number 228, we'll never forget that number. Took us away from a lot of fish and chips. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, Dad checks his roster, comes back in the car, and we're going, we've got one more chance, bro, one more chance. If we hear the indicator, we're getting fish and chips, but if you go straight, we're going home. And praise the Lord, Dad puts the indicator, does a U-turn, and we go and get fish and chips. <laughs> Woo. Praise God for fish and chips. <laughs> the point is there, is that we all have this inward bearing. We all have this kind of, yeah, kind of bearing that we know when we're going off course. When we know we're going off track. We know, and you know, it's like God is looking down at us and saying, you know, God knows the difference between when we're on course and when we're off course. You know, when we're getting fish and chips or we're not. (laughs) One last story, quickly just, i got a, a beautiful niece, Elena, and currently she has autism. Very intelligent. She can work a laptop, iPad, computer, film all at the same time and clap at the same time and timing. Anyway, when we're going to uh, McDonald's, she knows the way to McDonald's. And we could be driving past, almost get to McDonald's, but then we're we'll there left. We'll just see what happens. So she's at the back on her iPad. and mm, 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 mm. We turn left, and she goes, mm, mm that way, mm, mm that way. <laughs> she knows. There's something about her inner bearings that she knows that she's gone off course. <laughs> sometimes we go off course of course, we go off course at times and sometimes, well not sometimes but it's always great that when we do go off course that we don't allow it to go too far we don't allow it to go too far but we, we make a decision to come back to that point of departure that point where we left off the course God's got a race for us to run. Whenever There are different many things that we all know that can pull us off course. Could be fears, could be doubts, could be pressure, could be unbelief, whatever it is. But there's one thing I just want to close in sharing. One thing we need to get are stabilisers. A stabiliser is is something that can stabilise a ship from rolling. And what we need is people in our lives, they're going to stabilise us. When I'm talking about stabilisers, I'm talking about stabilisers. People that will help you stay on track. People that will help you stay on course. Stay on the plan of God for your life. We need strong stabilisers to keep our ship from rolling out of course. Don't just pray for stabilisers, but become a stabiliser. Be someone steady, be someone strong that's going to be strong enough to buff up against you like a tug and then, like, bump you back in line. Don't allow it to get too far off track. I've got a story, but I won't go into it. Stabilisers. We need, like stabilisers, Stabilize ships, we need stabilisers to stabilise our lives. We need to be in fellowship. You know, there's, there's something that I call God's navy. If there are ships to be stabilised, this is what the stabilising will do, to develop your fellowship, your relationship, sonship, friendship, to live under lordship as an act of worship. These are all kinds of stabilisers that are going to keep us stayed on track with God, to keep our minds stayed on Him, stabilisers for Jesus. We all have that north point inside of us. We all have the north point. We all have the Holy Spirit that leads us and guides us into all truth. You know, prompts us to position us to receive provision for his purpose, for his plan. John 10 talks about, my sheep know my voice and I'm known by them. Take time to recognise his voice, to know his voice so that you know how to run his race. The north point, just one final thing, the north point represents the will of God and the needle represents the Holy Spirit leading you on the inside. The needle will always point to the north point. The Holy Spirit will always point to the will of God. The north point is the will of God. You can turn the compass this way but the north point will always point towards the north point. You can have your whole body going this way, but the presence of God and the Holy Spirit will always point towards the will of God for your life. Hearken, the old school word, hearken your ears to the Holy Spirit, to the Word of God. The Word and the voice are one. When you know the Word, you recognise the voice. It's the carrier of His voice, His presence. just want to encourage everyone tonight to really take time to invest in knowing the voice of the Holy Spirit, recognising His voice, and just quickly, we're looking tonight that we are by design, that we, have, we can receive the ultimate upload of the ultimate upgrade, which is the Holy Spirit. What comes with that upgrade is righteousness, is peace, is abundance, is salvation, it's righteousness, it's calling, it's purpose, it's destiny, it's healing, it's miracles. Everything is, is wrapped up in that upgrade of the Holy Spirit. And you can all receive that at any time. We're looking at the race that God has called you, that you are graced for your race. You are equipped for the work of the ministry. You have been endowed with the seeds of greatness, empowered by the Holy Spirit. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Take ownership. Take ownership of the grace. Take ownership of your lane. Don't don't let anyone hinder you, stop you, distract you, deter you, whatever. Don't let the enemy. Because the, the Bible says no weapon formed against you will prosper. That implies that there are weapons that can be formed, but you've been given grace to be strengthened. Take ownership. The last one is stay the course. Stay the course. Stay the course. The Bible says that there will be many that will fall away. Let's not be a part of the fall away. Let's stay the course. Let's rise up, take our place, shoulder to shoulder, growing bolder and bolder, declaring his name to this lost world that needs the light and the hope of Jesus that's within us. How do we get it? By his grace. By his grace. Stay the course. Stay the course. If we don't, they won't. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I just want to pray. Thank you, Lord, for tonight. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for the empowerment of your your word, your grace, the leading of your spirit, Lord. We thank you for all these hearts in this house. Thank you for all the hearts that are listening on podcasts. We thank You for everyone that's hearing. Your Word says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by Your Word, Father. And we thank You for the declaration of Your Word tonight. And we thank You for hearts that are receptive and are hearing Your Word tonight. We thank You, Father, for salvation, the greatest gift given for all, all the human race. We thank You for that, Father. We thank You. Thank You, thank You, thank You, thank You, Father. Thank You, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you're here tonight and you're not walking with Jesus, you haven't entered into that grace space, you may not know who He is, you may not have a revelation, you may not have an encounter with Jesus Christ and you would like to do that tonight. If You would like to do that tonight. If there's anyone here, I would like to pray with you. I would like to pray with you and lead you into prayer to do that tonight. If there is anyone here like that, I want you to pray this prayer along with us. Church family, if you could pray with me. Father God, we come before you and we thank you for salvation. We thank you for your grace, for our lives to be saved. Thank you, Lord. Save me. Empower me. Equip me. Thank you, Lord. Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Just before we close, I just want to give an invitation. If there's anyone here that you just want prayer, I just want you to stand to your feet if you want this prayer. If you want prayer for strengthening to stay the course, If if you know where you are, if you can honestly locate where you are, I want you to consider being prayed for and we're just going to do this just by standing where you are if anyone's like that tonight you want to be prayed for strength to be empowered by God's grace to help you to stay on the course if there's anyone like that just oh, I just want to invite you just to stand so we know who we can pray for I'm standing too thank you Lord yes Lord Thank you, Father. Thank you for your grace is sufficient, Lord. Thank you for the callings that are hinged on the lives of every person here, Father. I pray for all those people that are standing, Lord. I pray for your strength, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, to help us to stay the course, to run our race, Lord. I pray, Lord, for your grace, Lord. Your grace upon grace upon grace upon grace, Lord. Strengthen us, Lord. Help us to recognise that one thing, that one thing that we need to do to be strengthened. The one thing to stay on course and the one thing to stop. Lord, we just pray, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you would touch every life in Jesus' name. Touch every life. Lord, just cause their hearts to burn for you again, Father, and strengthen them, Lord. When there's tiredness, if there's stress, I just pray for your peace in Jesus' name. I pray for a release of your grace over all the lives in this house in Jesus' name, standing and seating, Father. I just pray for your grace, Lord, your strength, Father thank you, Lord, for your strengthening and grace, Lord. We thank you, Father. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're going to do in and through our lives, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated just before we do one more thing. Um, For those that are listening, And for those that are here tonight, if you have um, said yes to Jesus, um, that begins in your heart, because the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that God raised Jesus from the dead, you'll be saved. But we have an awesome tool. We've got a lot of tools in our toolkit here at Metro to help you along your journey, to help you along discipleship. One of them to get started is the Yes Text. A lot of us here have done it. It's um, 048826392 and it's an awesome tool by which you can just simply text that word YES and 7 o'clock in the morning you'll get a scripture and a prayer which is pretty much designed to help you to pray to help you along that journey of receiving scripture. Um, We also have online discipleship we have foundations, we have connect groups we have, just ask anyone here we're all here to to help you on your journey and help you to run your race. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.